Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Stories of S's. I am your host, Gabby. And I'm Daniel. Our co-host. We have had such a great weekend here, week, weekend. It's been sunny. It's been warmer. You guys know what it is. It's fake spring. I hope the fake spring stays, though. (laughs) Me, too. But apparently in Michigan, you never know. My colleagues at work told me that there might be some snow, maybe in March, maybe in April. You never know. So Yeah, we never know. I'm going to cross fingers for no more snow, but let's see. (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, we hope you guys have had a wonderful week and weekend as well. We have such a great treat for you guys today. Um, If you've gone to episode nine, um, our episode about Marie Curie. This week, we're going to do something similar, which means... Brace yourself. Brace yourself. I'm not going to be telling the story today. It's going to be me, and I hope you guys are going to have a lot of fun with it. So It's going to be me. <laughs> I'm going to start right off. So today, it's time for another episode. Your second host will handle and it's one that will be rich in mythology and history on so many levels most importantly for me it is a piece of german history that i was lucky enough to experience in my childhood thanks to both of my amazing grandmas the character of today's podcast will be frau holle which is miss holle but don't worry about it i will stay with the german version and i hope you guys speak german if not you have to figure everything out. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, there are just like a couple of words, so it's not going to be too complicated. Yeah, and the way Danny pronounces them is just, to me, oh so sexy. So <laughs> I hope you guys fall in love as well. Oh, yeah. Please. Um, and on a second note, um, you might know her instead of Frau Holle, maybe as Mother Holle, Mother Hulda, or Old Mother Frost. So they are a bunch of different names out there for her they all have different connotations and stories attached to it but it's all very similar and before reading the resources i am finally able to turn tables abby what do you know about frau holle well to be honest before our research i didn't know much about her um just because i I've never, I didn't grow up with German, you know, stories and mythologies and fairy tales. I mean, I know like the typical Brothers Grimm stories, um, but that's it. And I'm super excited um, to know a little bit more about her, figure out what she represents and who she is. And most importantly, I'm excited for you to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> i bet all right so the resources for this week is um germanic mythology.com um it's a post from fairy tale to goddess frau holle and the scholars that try to reveal her origins so definitely worth to look in there we are not going in all the details but if you really want to dive deep into the history there are some great articles we have Carnival.com with a blog post, a mother holler story and ritual, mother and daughter. And we have a paper by William P. Reeves called Odin's Wife, Mother Earth in Germanic Mythology. 
All right. So let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. And before going into Frau Holle as a character, I also want to guys to want to give you guys some background on it. So Frau Holle is one of the fairy tales of the Brother Grimm. So Gabby already mentioned it. I don't know if she read it or if she just <laughs> knew it or maybe she just knew the Brother Grimm stories, but that's fine. Um, and the it is part of the Grimm's Kinder and Hausmärchen, which is just like the kids and home tales fairy tales. and fairy tales. Yep. And it was published in 1819, so it's over 200 years old. Did you know that over the years, both brothers wrote more than 200 stories, all part of this collection? I had no idea. Mm, it's crazy, right? So they were really hustling. I just know a couple stories. So this was mm. like ye old Tumblr <laughs> mm -hmm. fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there are a bunch that I'm going to mention. So For Hollow was number 24. And I'm certain you guys know a couple of other stories, such as Hänsel und Gretel, Little Red Riding Hood. How do you say that in German? Rotkäppchen. Rotkäppchen. You know, like the, um, yeah, the little, sect. Yeah. Like this yeah. drink in Germany, yeah. Sparkling wine, basically. And Cinderella. And Cinderella is Cinderella in German. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How would you say it? No, it's Aschenputtel. Nochmal. Aschenputtel. Aschenputtel. Puttel. Puttel. Aschenputtel. Aschenputtel. That's her name. I'm so glad it got translated to Cinderella because that is... Yeah. That's a rough, depressing, That's though. a rough name to, mm -hmm. to work with. No wonder... Um, she did hated her stepsister. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and because there are so many stories, you could buy those books, um, not just all in one, but in like different collections or like in those like huge books, right? And yeah, they would come in a really great format and typically with like different types of illustrations. And the best thing about it, the stories were not that long. So just a couple of pages to read through, maybe like 15 to 30 minutes. Um, so they were great to read to your kids or for yourself and then go to bed. Uh, however, there are some stories that might be a little <laughs> weird or violent uh, because they are really old school. All the German old school stories for kids. Pretty rough. For kids are very like graphic and violent. They are not, you know, the family friendly version. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like to scare you off. <laughs> Don't do that stuff. That's why the Germans follow the rules because these stories are like crazy. You're gonna honest lose your fingers. You're gonna lose your fingers. You're gonna lose your fingers. Gonna get stuffed in an oven. You are gonna get eaten. I am. And then just another fun fact. Um, so the city where the brother Grimm were born and lived was super close to where Gabby and I used to live in Germany, just a couple of minutes away from Offenbach, next mm -hmm. to Frankfurt. And we have a couple of friends living there. So shout out to everyone that's living there. Mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> but coming back to Frau Holle, uh, you guys are probably wondering if that was everything. And I have to tell you, it's not. She was inspired not only by imagination, of the Brother Grimm's, um, but also by potential pre-Christian female mythology, which dates back way later in the 19th century, of course, which was the time the fairy tales were written by Brother Grimm's. 
So how are we going to unfold all of this? We will start off with the inspiration for Frau Holle, specifically for Brother Grimm's, right? Because it's their character, but it has close ties to all other type of female characters. Then we will see how Brother Grimm's used their mythological inspiration to end up with their fairy tale character and a short summary of the actual fairy tale. Unfortunately, we can't read you the full thing. That's take too long, but it's really nice. And I'm quite sure it's going to be translated in English as well somewhere in the internet. So you're going to find it. Yeah. And Danny really wanted to. He really wanted to read you the whole the whole story. <laughs> He's like, I'm about to. And I was like, well, we want to make this episode not four hours long. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, then let's get started. Um, where does the name come from? Gabby, do you have any idea? I mean, you are obviously fluent in German. So do you know what Holle could mean? Um, no, I mean, like, I would guess it's like a northern, like a more northern name. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually, it's like northernish inspired or that's where it mm -hmm. has have that's where its origin is okay. kind of coming it's like from i guess holla, like i don't know like holler at me holy <laughs> uh maybe not but it, it maybe kind of but it's like you have to jump or like very far to make that conclusion i guess like kind Yeah, yeah, something like this. Okay, let me guys explain to you what holler really means. And you will see that this is also very much reflected in the character on how she will be depicted and on what we will talk about later. So the word actually comes from Huld. And there are different versions of Huld in like old German, but also old English. And then like up north in Europe, like Scandinavia, Norwegia. Um, and I have to say, yeah, it really reflects well with the character, as you will know, um, but you will learn more about this in the story later. And you can find similar words um, in other languages, uh, also in Icelandic, Danish, Swedish, and so on. So, she's a kind lady. Uh-huh, see, I was very close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were. All right, so coming to the story behind Frau Holle. And as I mentioned, like there are so many things and conclusions that you can jump to and connections. We're just going to touch base on a couple of them. And it's going to be very regional. So there are like a lot of different stories out there, depending on where you are, not just in country-wise, but even like in regions in one country. So there's a lot. If you guys want to dive into that, there's no stop. Go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. There's a bunch of mythology out there um, where you can find relations of origin or origins of Frau Holle, which I have to highlight here is the construct of the Brothers Grimm. Some argue that she represents an early Germanic goddess of winter because of her association with Christmas and New Year's. So kind of similar to... Skadi, mm -hmm. not as I mean. Sometimes she's also depicted as like right, hunter, but Skadi is more like winter. Skadi is a little more winter, yeah. But I think it's funny because you have all those characters and they are so closely related to each other. When you just hear the descriptions of them, mm -hmm. that you end up being like, oh yeah, that's really close. 
So guys, check out the Scotty uh, episode. Also, Europe is really small. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, buddy. It's like three countries fit in like Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, that's true. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, but Hilda Davidson counters that this supposition is not supported by the evidence since in the stories collected by Vashnitius, her two main functions, spinning and plowing, are not predominantly winter. So there are a bunch of different views on her activity on her activities right mm -hmm. so yeah yeah let's see how we continue so what she says davidson does not dispute the origin of the legendary figure in the pre-christian religion religion and aptly compares her to nerthus who is said to go around the fields and make them fruitful which is also interesting so yeah. you get like different type of interpretations so on the one side you say oh yeah she's related to christmas in the winter time and Others say she's more related to like fruitfulness and the acres. Mm -hmm. So also like a gifting right. type of person, right? right? So you have like, and I, I see where it's coming from because this gives you like the kindnesses. But later in, on in the story of Hohole, you will also understand the relations of her towards winter. And you okay. will actually have both of it in there. Like the, her, her kindness and the fruitfulness and also the I'm winter excited. aspect. So that's really cool. Uh, there's also a different shade of Frau Holle that I want to mention and it's called Frau Brechter. Um, they both have the same origin, but they still differ depending on the geographical location you are. So Frau Holle represents their predominantly good nature, while tales of Frau Brechter are more focused on her bad nature. Her origins reach far back. The name Ludan is found in several Latin inscriptions from Germany dating back to around 200 years Anno Domini. According to Rudolf Simek in the Dictionary of Northern Mythology, he states that the most steadfast connection with Frau Holle is on the one hand Hulda, And on the other hand, the Old Norse Lodin, a name for Earth, and I'm 100% sure I mispronounced that, but you got it, also known as Thor's mother. Uh -huh. so, so kind of like going back to like the whole Scotty yep, connection, yep. So like I guess wife to Odin, if she's e Thor's yeah, mom. Yeah, correct, correct. Mm -hmm. And there's one article about being wife of um, Odin oh, yeah, um, yeah. that I mentioned, mentioned so you guys can check that out yep so you see there's like a rich connection all Already. over the place like for so many things um, so there she is defined as a superior being with helpful dispositions which are never crossed unless she discovers disorder in household affairs mm -hmm. so you better have that stuff under control It is said that she sits up in the sky and it snows when she's making her bed. And the feathers of her blanket and pillows are flying around. Fog is said to be the smoke from her hearth. Mm -hmm. You know what it reminds me of a lot? Hera. Because, you know, Hera is like 
one of the things that represents her is like the hearth mm-hmm. and like the household and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's very interesting because she was one of our recent episodes. Oh yeah, there are a lot of connections. I'm telling you. So what she represents is the industrious maids with spindles and fills their. Uh, sorry, she presents industrious maids with spindles and fills their reels overnight. She sets a lazy spinner's distaff on fire or soils and breaks the thread. So, and there you can see like the good and the bad part. So, Frau Holle and Frau Prechter, mm-hmm. just like as two different persons or two different types of interpretations, of, of right? Interpretations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a folk tale related to her is the white lady or white robbed maiden who appears in the mountains. She appears at sunrise, sitting on the hillside with her spinning wheel and wheat spread out to dry beside her on a white cloth. The baker passing by took some of the grains with him and, at home, found nothing but gold. So you once again see like this like rich fruitfulness fruitfulness and rewardingness and he probably asked for it kindly and mm-hmm. he took it and he used it for something good to feed his family or the intention to feeding to the good. community and he ended up being rewarded and yeah as i said there are so many stories out there and you can really dive into the background of Holle. i think we touched a bunch of the different ideas where she's coming from and uh, all of those things that we touched on you will see it in the character, in the mm-hmm. um, fairy tale, actually. So she somehow rewards good and supportive behavior, um, but only to those who do not demand a reward. And that helps because they are being good and supportive of the community or of the ones that need help. Mm. I love that. I love that because, you know, you know, you and I really value like that aspect, you know, personally of Mm -hmm. doing kind things just for doing it for the other person, not for recognition, you know, like we've talked about this a bunch. So I think that is really nice to also see that it is part of your upbringing. Yeah. Um, That makes me very. Mm -hmm. So what you give, what you get. So let's dive into the story of Vorholle. The story is about a widow and she has two daughters. One is her own biological daughter and the other one is her stepdaughter. And while her own ugly child is very lazy and does not do any work around the house, the stepdaughter she has is beautiful. She's very hardworking, um, but treated very poorly by her stepmom. And she's supposed to do like all the work around the household, like kind of Cinderella. So very similar concept. Um, but back to the story. The daughter, uh, the stepdaughter used to spin outside the cottage every day beside the well. One day she picked her finger with the spindle. While she was trying to clean the spindle in the well to wash the blood away, the spindle fell out of her hand into the well and she was afraid of punishment. So after telling her stepma, she went back there and tried to get the spindle out of the well and fell into it. So it's like this, you know, water, water surface, like very mm-hmm. 
mythological in fairy tales. So it's right, like, like the a, well. Enter like a different world type of thing, mm -hmm. right? So what happened? Exactly that. <laughs> she found herself in a meadow full of beautiful flowers and she came up on an oven full of bread. The bread asked to be taken out before it would burn. And yes, the bread can talk. Nice. It's legit. So this is German Märchen, so nothing can't happen there. Right. Does the bread talk to you? Uh, if it's on the shelf and if it's warm. That's what I thought. <laughs> so the girl helped the bread and she took it out of the oven. And then she passed an apple tree and the tree asked to get its apples harvested. So she gathered them into a pile before continuing her way. And finally she came up to a small house of an old lady who offered her to stay. But all she had to do to stay there was to do the housework. Because she was old. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, please support me. And she did. And the old lady that she was staying with was Frau Holle. She instructed the girl to shake the feather bed pillows and cover it really well, as that would make it snow in the girl's world. Mm -hmm. So you see the connection to what I was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. Shaking the feathers and the feathers are supposed to be the snow in the real world. I see. It's a very parallel universe. Mm-hmm. But somehow really intertwined, right? So right. it's quite interesting, the concept. After spending some time with Frau Holle, the girl got homesick and told Frau Holle about it. Frau Holle was impressed by the hard work and kindness the girl presented during her stay. To bring her back to the real world, the girl had to pass a gate. At the gate, a shower of gold fell up on the girl and she also got her spindle back. Yay! Wow. Then the gate closed and she was back close to her home. I wonder where that gate is. <laughs> I don't know how she came back. That's not really mentioned, but I, I mean, you know, maybe it's the it's well. Just like dimension. But yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so once the girl came back home, the stepmother wished to have the same gold for her own biological daughter. So she sent her to the well and she intentionally dropped the spindle into the well and then jumped after it. She was waking up in the same place as her stepsister and was presented with the same tasks as her, but she did not support. She didn't take out the bread of the oven. She didn't take care of the apples. And then when she was at Frau Holle's place, where she finally ended up, she also just kept her behavior going as she did it in the real world. Very lazy, not supportive, and not hardworking. So Frau Holle dismissed her one day, and once they arrived at the gate, all the girl got was a kettle of pitch spilled all over her and that's what you deserve is what for Hollis said so there you can see once again like the rewarding and like the good and nice behavior on the one side but on the other side if you're intentionally ill-fated or just like trying to get something for yourself without putting in any work she's gonna put some pitch on you mm -hmm. and there are some different variations on what happened to the two girls right like the type of um, reward or punishment. But I like this one the most. So what do you think about the story, Gabby? I think that it's very different from different fairy tales that I read before. Um, but I think it's 
very interesting how um you know she like rewards kindness and she rewards hard work mm-hmm. um and that she also gives this other girl the chance yeah right so like i'm pretty sure that um the first the stepdaughter probably told frau holla about um how bad her sister was and how bad her mom was like her stepmother Maybe. and her stepsister mm-hmm. probably right but knowing that anyway she still gave the other daughter like a chance and i yeah. think that that's she like she had the chance so she had the chance and that's kind of like every, kind of like saying like you both had the chance you both had the opportunity it's what you do with that opportunity yeah so she was very open and at the end she just gave both of them what they deserved based on how they were interacting with her and with the environment there mm-hmm. and i think that's something that's really nice to have someone that does not have a mental preoccupation on a certain yeah idea in the mm-hmm. first place but just judges you regardless of where you're coming from or who you are for what you are doing agreed All right, let's do a little bit of analysis here. I mean, to be honest, it's not too complicated to understand the dynamic of the characters. Um, But the spinning could be interpreted as a symbol of really hard work. I guess it was very labor intensive and very draining. Did you ever spin? I did not. Um, I didn't, but my grandma did. My grandma did. Um, I saw her do it once and it took her forever. Because um, mm-hmm. like, when you try to spin, it has to be like even, and you have to like spin it a certain way. And I mean, now even then, there's like machines that do it. Like yeah. maybe not even super advanced. Some more advanced than others. Um, but she just did it once by hand, and I was like, "Wow, that takes mm. a long time." And that's how clothes were made. So shout out to all the old school manufacturers. Shout out and... to all the omas out there. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So all the grandmas, Gabby's doing some German intertwinement here. Yeah. <laughs> Oma means grandma. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, on the other hand, the entitled biological daughter who did not put in any work was punished for her bad behavior. So, for Holle, depicted as an old lady, for me, kind of seems like a, a, a judge who is willed to give and reward people. And honestly... Who could be better than an old lady who only has the best intentions, right? So you can see some parallels in Frau Holle in the fairy tale written by the brother Grimm and the history of the characters we mentioned earlier. And yeah, depending on the story, Frau Holle has two sides, the nice one and the bad ones. But with what I love is that the bad one is only shown to people that really behaved badly or had bad intentions. So you could also phrase it as a modern type of karma. <laughs> karma is my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And karma is the girl on the streets coming straight home to me. Got some Taylor Swift going on here. <laughs> and yeah, I honestly think this story has 
such a, a pure and very simple concept, but I think it's so relevant nowadays. And that's why I love it so much. Because on the one side, you have Frau Holle, who's the old lady acting somehow as the judge and as the medium there. And you have the two daughters um, that are a reference and they are giving the exact same thing to do as you were mentioning. And they both had a chance to act however they wanted to act. And one choose this way and the other choose another way. So um, I can relate to that a lot. And I'm 100% sure that you guys can also relate. And in nowadays world, I sometimes think it's very hard to see the intention of people or people recognizing the attention of other people because everything, there's like so much out there right like everyone needs to talk about every topic everyone has to be involved everyone has to be pro that or contra that but do those people really go through with it or are they just posting it are they really like engaged into it are they really contributing or is it just like oh yeah i gotta post something like gotta show like this or gotta right. show that like so, the actual intention behind it yeah. like are you posting to like actually be helpful or are you posting yeah. it so that people don't talk bad yeah, about you exactly and same thing for at work right i mean even though you might deliver like amazing work and you have an incompetent leader or incompetent company or bad company policies like the people that are doing like a really good job they might not be rewarded which is like weird and counterintuitive to to all of us right but right. that ends up happening and that ends up happening to to men but it also ends up ends up happening uh, more often to women as well mm -hmm. yeah so i really like the concept of the story because it's so simple and it gives you this clear a b reference and someone that is like old lady kind of judge over there and saying okay this is good and this is bad and i sometimes wish the real world that we are living in could be that simple again in yeah. some aspects, right? So, yeah. And, I mean, th there are so many things, right? Like, you're being judged for... From your point of view, it might be a good behavior that, that you are carrying out and that you are taking care of yourself or that you are taking care of a family. But someone else has different values or maybe no values at all and just bad mouths and says oh how can you be like a just stay at home mom or how can you be like that and just do your career and not have a family at all like for those people like you can make it right and i think the important thing that you have to keep in mind is forget about what they are saying you need to be right with what your values are and if you decide to raise kids and have a big contribution towards society Don't forget that. Like you right. are educating future kids that will contribute to society, to our economy, to our well-being, and to the future of job. everyone else. And a, it is a literal job. Yeah. It is a job, you know. And also not to feel guilty of whatever choice you make that's yeah. right for you. Right? There are so many choices that are right for different people. There are people who, for them, it's better to go to work, to have a career, to build something, um, because it's if it's healthy for them, then it's healthy for 
their their children to have mm-hmm. a parent who's true to themselves. And some people they want to have that like one hundred percent attention to their children. Um, you know, stay at home moms, stay at home dads, right? Right. Of that's that's what they want, and that's because that's what's right for them emotionally and mentally, and whatever's really good for your mental health is what's going to end up being really good for you physically, what's going to be good for your children, what's going to be good for your family. And also, if you do neither and if you have no kids and your cho- your choice is to have no children, that's perfect as well. Because that, maybe that's not your calling. Maybe that's not your path in life. And... You don't have to, you know, um, defend your thoughts and your choices that I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of people really take seriously in deciding something like that Mm. because it just doesn't, it doesn't just affect them. It affects, you know, like their family and their partners. Um, and this is a decision that you make, you don't make lightly, right? To have or to not have children, um, to marry, to not marry, to have a career, to not have a career, and also to be gracious with people when they change their mind. Because some people are like, yeah, I want to have kids, and then they change their mind. People are allowed to change their mind. And I think that whatever is healthy and good for you, and you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting others, mm-hmm. right? Like maliciously, that's your choice. You do you. You do you, boo. <laughs> and, Sorry, that was a long tangent, but I agree. I agree with what you were yeah. saying. And, and I think that's like the, the really cool part. And I think sometimes we all can try to be more like Frau Holle and mm-hmm. just judge based on how people treat you, what people do, how they contribute, rather than what they talk about and all those things that are big on screens or wherever and those right those are very curated moments right yeah um you know in my line of work a lot of what i do is like a bunch of um organization of fitting a lot of things into one minute right and it takes me hours to do that Mm mm-hmm it takes me hours to filter through everything that we need to do, everything that we need to get done. And it, you know, to be on a, on a simpler version, right? Yeah. It takes a really, really long time to do. And so you, I, I also put it in the context of like, if I'm doing this for my literal job, right? How much more do people do that in their day to day? It's like people who are, you know, influencers, creators, business people. Like what you see is what they want you to see. Yeah. Nothing is ever posted by mistake. Nothing is ever posted by, you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah, but like nothing is ever done out of whoops, that happened. You know, these are people with teams these are people with like great things and like great you know support so i always like you know i remind danny too about this that it's like what we see 
is what people want us to see. People don't want us to see like the really hard moments, the really crazy moments when people are yelling, when people are crying, when people are, you know, not going through their best moments, right? We just get the highlight reel. Yeah, that's totally right. That's what sells best, baby. Yeah, continue. And yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff. And I would like to cite one more thing from the article mentioned uh, earlier. And it's a citation from Marie von Franz. And it says, The mother hollow story transmits cultural and ritual information on the maturing maturing process of girl to womanhood for fairy tales to survive in the general imagination for hundreds of years they need to have a substance in them that provides an anatomy of our psycholo psychology psychology <laughs> so and that's also a very interesting aspect so she's not only there as a judge but she's also there to guide like in womanhood so type of like a mentor which is a mm -hmm. good a reference and transition. And to add on that, um, uh, Andreas Cornwall in his blog post, uh, Mother Hollow Story and Ritual, Mother and Daughter, summarized it really well with the following statement. The relationship between mother and daughter is paramount in our society. Here, the fairy tale functions as a guide of the developmental process from childhood to adulthood. Our protagonist goes through symbolic steps, which are passages of time and seasonal change, to reach maturity. It is by jumping into the well that the journey begins into a magical land where she is alchemically transformed. Mm. The change of season and passages of the time in the story can be seen in the following step steps. Spring, the wildflowers on the meadow where she wakes up. Mm -hmm. Summer, the bread and the grain. Autumn, the apples and mm -hmm. then winter shaking for Hollis bed and covers. And I think that's a really nice way to, to see it. So she is leaving the usual stuff that she's doing and has the chance to grow and prove herself in different tasks. Through like a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And ends up with Paul Holle as the judge and the, the mentor at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, it's really cool. And you can really see that not just in motherhood, but then like mentorship and a lot of great female artists. I mean, male artists as well, business people, actors, actresses, they have mentors and a lot of them have female mentors. So, for example, I was just looking up before we started recording, Barack Obama was coached and mentored by his wife, Michelle, Michelle Obama. Which was quite interesting to me. I, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't say that she couldn't have done it, but I didn't know that she was doing it for him. So that's really interesting. And I think sometimes to leverage the experience um, of other women that are struggling as they are doing, they support them. And I think what mm -hmm. we can all ask ourselves is who could be our mentor if we are facing a tough time or something where we have to figure something out. And who can we mentor? And on the other side, exactly. If someone is coming to you or explaining something to you and has a problem or wants to talk about something, 
ask yourself, am I the right person to be a mentor for that person in that moment and doesn't have to be like a relationship that is established over the next years it can also be just like a simple advice it takes five minutes right right and it might also be good to think about it and maybe you are not the right mentor and sometimes it's also good to say hey you know like i didn't have that personal experience maybe it's better if i refer you to someone else rather than giving some advice that actually has very little foundation Or might not actually help the person right. that is seeking the advice. It would hinder them rather than help them. Yeah. And I think that's all to summarize about Frau Holle. So it's a really nice journey from like all the mythology to the fairy tale. Ending up with like all this stuff that is still so relevant nowadays. Right. I agree. I think, you know, a lot of this podcast is seeing how important... Um, women are in stories, women are in not just like the stories of mythology, but also in the stories of history. Mm -hmm. And I think even more so when we need a mentor, when we need someone to help us through a transition, um, I really recommend, you know, young women listening and um, not just young women, but um, everyone who is listening of any age, actually, um, to find a mentor, you will find a mentor in the most unlikely of places. You know, there are people who are younger than you that can mentor you really well in an area that you don't know. Um, and quite the opposite as well. People who are older than you who can mentor you really well in an area you don't know in life. Um, and also just seeing that kindness pays off, hard work pays off. And I know that, um, in a lot of pop culture uh, and a lot of modern ways of life, people will say, um, you kind of just have to take it. Like, don't ask, just take it. You kind of have to be like rough and you have to be mean and you have to, you know, that's like a business baby. It's not. Um, kindness goes a long way. Kindness is... Um, a higher level of thinking um, per evolution because reacting in a very stark, angry way is not evolved behavior. Being kind as a um, as a reaction is evolved behavior of taking the time to not react, to stop, to think, and to say, hey, what are the intentions of this person? And whether or not they're good, what are your intentions, right? Because that's the intention you can control. What are your intentions? Are you kind? Are you thoughtful? Are you um, empathetic? And that's really important. So I think Frau Holle really does show that um, aspect of you don't know what somebody else is going through and other people might be treating them badly but until you get to know them don't assume anything right because it could have been easy for her to be like well for whatever reason your stepmother doesn't like you right and your stepmother is older and wiser and probably knows more than you do 
So for some reason, if she's mean to you, there's a reason. But she gave both of these girls a chance, you know, of like, maybe the the daughter was mean because she had to present that way. Um, so she didn't get the same treatment as the stepdaughter. And maybe that's what Frau Holle thought and be like, well, what happens if we take her out of that situation and put her in a very neutral situation where she gets to make the decision and nobody is um, influencing her? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, just be mindful, be kind humans. And that's all, folks. All right. And that's the episode for today. I hope you guys liked it. So you guys got to give me five stars, obviously. Obviously. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button to show Gabby how good of a podcaster I am. <laughs> no, we really appreciate all of your um, support and we hope you guys have a great start into your week. And don't forget, you can always send us emails at info at storiesofasses.com or reach us through all of the different channels like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and Pinterest. Yeah, and again, like Danny said, if you enjoy the podcast, do the cool thing and hit subscribe, drop a rating, or leave a five-star review. Your feedback helps us with episodes and keeps the podcast train rolling. That's right. Thank you, guys. Have a great start into your week. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>